You're listening to Agents of Humanity. Presented by the Nicholas Center. The podcast that features conversations about being human. Hosted by individuals who just happen to be on the autism spectrum. Produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Welcome to Agents of Humanity, presented by the Nicholas Center and produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. New episodes will be available every two weeks on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Join us for each episode as our hosts, who just happen to be on the autism spectrum, talk about everyday life as a human. Sometimes we'll interview very special people, and sometimes we will have conversations between us. In the end, we'll always ask the question, how do you make the world a better place? And become your own agent of humanity! Well, Welcome to Agents of humanity. humanity. I'm Robert. I'm Jason. I'm Tara. I'm Tomas. And uh, today we have on uh, Chief Eric from Pleasantville. Very good to have you Chief on, Chief Eric. Eric. Very, very good to see you. on the show, Chief Eric. Thank you. It's pleased so to meet you. Thank you for having me on. Great to be here. So Glad our first here. question is, uh, uh, tell us, um, tell um, tell tell us a little, tell tell us a little bit about your job and what you do from day to day. Sure. So, um, like you said, my name is Eric Rutzner. I'm the chief of the Pleasantville Police Department. Uh, I've been a police officer here in Pleasantville for 29 years, and I was promoted to chief about six years ago. Um, day to day, I'm responsible for making sure that the department is doing all the things that we can do to connect with our community. Um, we do all sorts of things here in the Pleasantville Police Department. We go on patrol, we respond to calls, we enforce uh, speeding and other traffic violations. Uh, we interact with the community whenever we get a chance to as much as possible. And we just like to make sure that we are being as responsive to people and what they need as we can be. So it's my job to make sure that the community knows that we're here doing the things that we do, and also that the officers know um, what the community expects from us and what uh, what how they should be doing their business. Very very good answer. Um, I appreciate all you do for the community, and it's very similar to the police officers we have in Nassau County. So uh, thank you very much for your uh, answer. Thank My you. name is Tomas again. In case you're wondering, uh, what was your previous occupation? So that's a great question. I was, uh, I was in, I was actually in college when I was okay. offered the job to come here. So this is, although I did some part-time work and some, you know, some, so I had some jobs in I high school and in college. Uh, this is my first, yeah, my first serious job, my first real career. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I was actually I was actually in college to become a, a history teacher. I'd had some teachers in my life who had really impacted me, and I thought that would be something I would want to do. Uh, and then I got a taste, a little part-time taste of what it might be like to to be a police officer, and uh, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it, and so that uh, that became my focus. And I I gave up the going to school to be a teacher, and I became a police officer. Very, very cool. Very, nice. very cool. I feel nice. that yeah. teachers, yep. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Already, good. yeah. Already have have have, nice. have 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 a nod. And I actually came up with with yeah with a question from that answer. Actually, um, what do you apply as a teacher to your job as a police officer? You know, that's a phenomenal question. So, um, you know, we actually have a lot of opportunities to teach people because sometimes the system can be very complicated. The system that we work in, a lot of people call us with problems. They don't exactly know how to solve them, and we sort of have to walk them through the process of what they need to do or what we can do for them. Um, and so that feels a lot like teaching sometimes. Yes, very, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, My question to you, how much training do you have to get before entering the force? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. So we go to the police academy for it's, – it's, it keeps getting longer and longer because they – the, there seems to be more and more things that we want the officers to know before they get here. So right now the academy is about 24 weeks long. So that's almost almost a half of a year, half a year that um, that they're on. And then we train the officers how to be not only so at the police academy they learn how to be police officers, and then when they come to start working here, we teach them how to be police officers in Pleasantville. So we teach them where the streets are, where the, what the buildings are, you know, where's the Nicholas Center, where is the library, where's the supermarket, all those types of things. So um, that training, that's another few weeks of, of training that we add on there. And then, um, you know, it's, we're always trying to make sure that, that we give training to our officers, um, have them learn all sorts of different things so they can be better police officers. That's really interesting. <laughs> Very, very, very interesting on, on, yeah, on, on, on how the training clever. goes. So, uh, when did you become police chief of Plundale Police Department? So that was, that was, it was, well, I keep saying six years ago, but it's almost seven now. Next month, it'll be seven years that I've been the chief. So I was here, uh, I was here for a long time before I became the chief. And now it, it feels like I've been the chief for a long time. So, um, so it was April of 2016. Congratulations. Congrats. Did you always dream of working with, in public service? So, I, you know, that's a good question. I, I don't know that I, I, I sort of, I don't want to say that it, it wasn't always a dream of mine. My father was a police officer, and oh, I saw I some of the good that. things that, that being a police officer was, but I also saw, saw some of the bad things. You know, he was he worked a lot of nights. And so there were a lot of times when I wouldn't get to see him very often. So um, so I don't know that it was something I was I was dreaming of. But then once I started to do do this job and I realized how much I loved it and how how uh, how much of an effect I was having on people's lives, how many good things I got to do, mm -hmm. um, you know, then it then it became it became something I knew I wanted to do for the rest of my career. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so 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 uh, that is very interesting. I uh, thank you for answering like that. Um, we um, I'm curious to know. We understand you have have have, have a uh, special needs liaison officer in the department. Can you tell us more about that and what that exactly means? Sure. So here in uh here in Pleasantville, we have a a, a lot of people who have children uh, who have special needs. So the community 
had always been very welcoming um, of people with special needs and really wanted to help them with the specific problems and issues that come, um, you know, when, when, when a family has a child with special needs. So we recognized that, you know, maybe sometimes there'd be somebody who would come to town and they wouldn't really know anybody. Um, sometimes they might feel like they were alone. So we wanted to have somebody who they felt comfortable that they could reach out to, to, to talk to um, directly in the police department on a regular basis, somebody who would get to know them a little bit and, you know, either tell them what we could do for them or tell them who could help them if they needed help. Uh, and then we recognized that it, it really was helpful for the officers too, that when they had somebody who came in, you know, who they came in contact with, who maybe they didn't know, the, the other officers could go to this officer, our liaison officer, and say, hey, you know, there's, there's this person who I just met, maybe you should reach out to them. So we, we want to have someone who people can come and talk to, and then we want to have somebody who reaches out to people um, and just let them know what we do and that we're here for them and that we want to help them and, and answer their questions and, you know, really make them feel like they're welcome here in the community because, because they are. They're very welcome there. It's, 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 a, it's a large community of people, and we're, we're very lucky to, to be able to interact with them. Absolutely. And truly, I feel safe when police, um, like I, I have this distinct memory of walking home from, from, from a concert in Forest Hills once um, to the train station, well, not home to the train station. And as I was walking to the, the station, like there are a bunch of police lights set up, like cars all around, just guiding us to the station. I felt very, very safe at that point. Yeah. So, so, so that's a distinct memory that I have of a very yeah. good police interaction that I've had. And that's great because, you know, sometimes people don't always feel safe around the police. Yeah. You know, sometimes what we do sometimes is confusing to people. Sometimes nobody's quite sure if police are, you know, if, if uh, you know, why the police might be there. So one of the things that, that we think our special needs liaison officer does, and we hope all our officers do it, but we just want to give people the sense that the police are here for them that they can feel comfortable. You know, we want everybody to feel like you did, which is when you see police, you feel good, not you get scared or, or, or start to worry about what might be going on. Yeah. 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 Is your job easy or hard? Wow. That's a great question. Uh, sometimes my job is easy. Um, usually it's because the people I work with are really good at their jobs too. They're really nice people, and they make my job easy. Um, sometimes it's easy because I've been doing it for a long time, and I really uh, feel like I'm comfortable in the decisions I make. But sometimes it's hard. There are times when this job is very hard. Um, there are times when we are dealing with something we maybe have never dealt before, dealt with. Uh, and then there are times when, you know, unfortunately in police work, people usually call when they have a problem. You know, sometimes those problems are, are big problems, and sometimes we can help them, and sometimes there's some ways that we can't. And so that can be very hard sometimes. You, you, we, we see people sometimes who are really in a lot of pain, um, and that's, that's really hard. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So how do you serve to protect your community? So, you know, we, we do a lot of different things. Um, like I said, so... We're lucky here in Pleasantville that we're not, in, you know, in some places the police 
you know, someone calls the police and the police have to go. And then so many people are calling the police at once that the police don't get to spend much time on each call because there's another call waiting for them. There's somebody else who needs help too. And so we're lucky here in Pleasantville that we usually have some time to spend with people. And so we're always telling the officers, you know, slow down, take your time, interact with people, get to know them as best you can in the short time that you have with them, really figure out what their problems are and how we can, we can help them. Um, so it, it looks different. We have people who call up because for, for all different reasons, you know, sometimes maybe, you know, a crime happened and they saw something or they were the victim, but sometimes they just have a question or sometimes they have a, a concern about something that's, that's not necessarily very, very serious. Um, so I think one of the best things that we do is really go out of our way to try to spend time with people, get to know them a little bit and find out how we can help them. Yes. I mean, and that's a very good thing. I, 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 I read somewhere like 70% of all calls the police receive medical calls, like people will need help with something. And I know person who fell, I've seen like the police at a, um, 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 I'm an elderly woman actually live here, lives across the street from me. I've helped her a few times actually, but, uh, I've seen police like helping her up, stuff like that. Like help, help, helping her like stand up, get to the hospital sometimes. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. We we do a lot of things like that. We go to people's houses when they're not feeling well, or if, if they've fallen. Sometimes people will call up and they don't they don't even yeah. know exactly what's wrong, but something is wrong and bothering them, and we have yeah. to try to to figure out why they feel the way they do. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, you know, for most people, whenever they're in trouble, uh, if they don't have somebody like a, a close family member to call or a friend to call, they'll call the police, and we're we're very happy to have them call us for all sorts of reasons. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, Tomas, um, you're next. Is Pleasantville always safe? And you guys are asking some great questions. <laughs> uh, so, Pleasantville, you know, no place is always safe. But mm -hmm. Pleasantville is safe most of the time, right? If, mm. if um, nice. you know, safety is not necessarily a place safety is the people safety is yeah. our people and sometimes <clears throat> a place can be unsafe not because people are trying to hurt anybody but just because they're not mm -hmm. paying attention right we could we might see a street that unfortunately people are driving mm -hmm. and maybe they're distracted by their phones or you know they're near the schools and so there's a lot of kids around and and all of a sudden mm -hmm. a place might be safe at 10 o'clock but it's a little less safe at 2.30 when the schools are dismissing. So, um, I mean, I think in general, this is a very, this, there's not a lot of crime here. Um, we're, we're very good that we tend to um, try to address the, the crimes as they're happening and we have the ability to do that. Um, but, you know, really we're, we're not just concerned about safety as far as, uh, you know, people trying to hurt each other. Mostly, a lot of times we deal with, um, safety from people getting you know maybe maybe not paying as close attention as they should okay yeah i see thank you um the um this actually ties back into the nicholas center um how specifically do you act interact with the nicholas center in pleasantville so we've done the great thing about our how we've been dealing with the nicholas center lately is you know sometimes we go to them 
and we get to see them at their location. Uh, we've done a few events where we've invited all the participants and their families to come in and we just get to meet them and spend time with them and uh, talk to them a little bit. But then sometimes the folks from the Nicholas Center will come over and they'll see us. Um, we've done tours here in the police department, but a lot of times they're just out on a walk on a beautiful day and you know the doors open and they come in and we, we spend 10 or 15 minutes catching up a little bit and, and you know talking about what's new and what's happening. Um, so it's it's been great. It's been a lot of fun for us um, because it's such a great group of people down there and they're just fun to be around. Um, and hopefully that they have that same sense from us that, that we really appreciate them being here and, and we like spending time with them. That's very cool and very yeah. awesome. It's, 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 it's very cool that you have such a great relationship with, with, with people with disabilities and and I will ask this, um, how do you hope that 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 relationship will grow over the years? So that, wow, you guys are making me think. Uh, so, you know, the, the relationship, I, I really believe, you know, the relationship between the police department and the Nicholas Center is based on the people, right? You know, it's not that our, that it's the department, it's the people inside. So we want to just keep talking to them and seeing what they need and trying to anticipate what we can do for them. Um, you know, they've had a bunch of different, like I said, they've had a bunch of different events that we were at. Um, we've expanded, we've done some training. You know, it, you know, the internet, for instance, is, is, you know, we all know that the internet is not always a great place to be. Um, and so our officers have had the opportunity to learn a little bit about what, where, where the, the bad places on the internet are or what some bad habits are if you're on the internet. And so we've mm -hmm. spent a couple of days down at the Nicholas Center talking to, to people and letting them know, hey, you have to be careful. If somebody sends you a message and you don't know who that person is, you know, maybe they're just being nice, but they might be trying to get money from you or they might be trying to trick you into something. And so we want people yeah. to be careful. Um, again, you know, the, the internet is, can be a safe place, but sometimes the internet is, is, is not so safe. And so we really want to make sure that we are talking to everybody at the Nicholas Center, finding out what their problems are, and then doing whatever we can to help solve them. Hopefully, that's that's our model for the future going forward. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, Tower, you want to go next? Yeah. Did you get any awards for work? Uh, I have. I've had a couple. Uh, had a couple different awards. We've done. Um, so in police work, if you if you do something good at work, they give you uh, they have a little award that you can get, and so I've won a few of those. Wow. Um, I've done CPR and saved some people. We made some good arrests on some on investigations and things. Um, but I think uh, I think my my the award that I'm probably most proud of is coming up uh, coming up in about five weeks. Wow, what is this award? Yeah. So. So the, the Westchester, uh, the Nicholas Center in Westchester is having their annual gala and they are um, honoring the police department and me for the relationship uh, that we have. And that is something I am very, very proud of. Sounds That's great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Very, very awesome. So um, honor you at your gala on May 4th. What does that, that mean to you? Yeah. So, you know, Sometimes in police work, um, we, we we don't always get 
recognized for the good things we do. And so for the folks at the Nicholas Center to recognize how important this relationship is and to to want to honor the police department and, and me for, for what we've created, it's 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 very special. This is it's something that we really like to do and we feel very, very good about. Uh, and if we hadn't been honored for it, we would absolutely keep doing it every day. Uh, it, it sure wasn't about winning an award or being recognized. Um, but I think it's been we, we've we've put a lot of work and a lot of resources into sort of creating a community where people feel welcome. And, you know, for for that to have paid off in this way and to be recognized on May 4th is it's very, very humbling for me. What training do officers receive to help people with disabilities? So we do uh, we do a lot of training. We're 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 yes. very we, we think training is you're, very important. You're breaking you. up. Yoo-hoo. Oh no, not again. Can you hear me? You're breaking up a bit. How does it sound now? Try to Sounds better, sounds better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna hear you now. Um, just just uh, say yeah, 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 your answer again, I guess. Okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. Okay, uh, look it. Let's try this again. What training do officers receive to help people with disability? So we have a number of different ways that we train our officers. You know, obviously there are so many different types of people who are, you know, potentially having a disability and everybody's disability might affect them differently. So we think it's very important for our officers to be very well trained. We do, we send um, pretty close to almost all of our officers have gone to what's called crisis intervention training. And what that means is, you know, a lot of people, not just people with autism or, um, or anything like that, but a lot of people these days feel the need or, or they might not be able to regulate their emotions very well. They might get really upset and they might get scared and they might lash out. Um, and so when we call that when somebody might be in crisis, right? And, and, and sometimes when your brain thinks that, it's, that there's a problem, it sort of, it, it turns off thinking clearly and it just sort of goes to protecting itself. And so there's techniques and things that we can do as police officers when we show up with for someone who's in crisis so that we can get their the thinking part of their brain turned back on again um so this is it's it's a a week-long class that the officers go to so it's it's a long class and there's a lot of techniques it's not like i said it's not just necessarily for people who have um, autism it could be for people who have any sort of other disability you know um soldiers who come back from the war or someone who's having family problems. Anybody can go into crisis, right? And so we, we do that training. We, we think that's very important training for us to have. We do some awareness training so that we can recognize when we come across somebody, you know, when we deal with somebody, they don't tell us right off the bat, oh, by the way, this is, this is what I'm dealing with or this is what I have. We have to sort of learn it. I'm talking to them and so we train our officers what to look for and what does it mean if somebody says this and what are they trying to tell you if they say that um, and then the most important um, I think the most important training that we probably go to is called de-escalation 
And that's really the specific things we can do when somebody's excited and not thinking clearly, just to keep them calm and to keep them safe. So, um, like I said, we're constantly looking for, for different training things that we can do. And, and the folks at the Nicholas Center have, you know, we've talked about what kind of training they can help us to give to our officers. So this way, when they go on a call, whether it's at the Nicholas Center or someplace else, um, you know, they're, they're ready to help as best they can. Yeah, I really do appreciate you keeping people with special needs safe. Um, as a personal and, and antidote, I hate physical violence of any type. So like when I, when I see physical violence, I try to like bring it up. I try to get the we were talking out. So stuff like that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's really, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's, it, it happens too often that people think that, like you said, physical violence might be the answer. Usually physical violence just creates more problems than it, than yeah. it does solve. So, so yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that. For yeah. Sure. So, so, uh, so I guess, uh, how can we improve relations between people with disabilities and the police community at large? Do you think? Do you, do you talk to any 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 other 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 police communities potentially? Sure. So what we're doing here in Pleasantville is kind of unique for a job for a, a police department our size in this area. Um, I think, like I said before, the the community. You know, this wasn't something that I just decided we should do. This was a need that we had in the community, and a lot of that reason that we have, you know, it, it, it sort of started with people deciding that we were going to be a very welcoming community. And then as more people came in and realized how welcoming the community was, they would tell their friends, hey, you know, the schools do a great job, and the community is very open. So if you get a chance to move here, you should move here. And so um, so we're sort of one of the, the towns in our area that really has spent a, a focus Put a focus on that and so um other police departments might not be doing it as or doing things exactly the way we are but we're definitely um there was more of a need here in pleasantville than maybe there is in other communities for it obviously anybody who lives anywhere could use our use the services but um so we thought this was a unique place for us to do uh, for us to have this relationship um, and the other part of it too is, is that the officer who we picked for our um, for our liaison officer, he has a great personality. He's very outgoing. He 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 was the right guy to pick to do this job. And we would have even if we didn't have the, that officer working here, we would have started this program and 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 tried to build these relationships. But having Having Officer Casal, that's his name, Officer Dave Casal. Having Officer Casal be the guy who's who's doing the job has made it so much more successful. Um, that's great that you said his name. Um, he seems like 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 an absolutely amazing uh, um, um, officer. Um, so Tara, you want to go next? Yeah. What are the rules that they give out to the police department? So um, there's. Police officers have so many rules that we have to follow. Um, you know, some of them are at for rules of, for the police in our country. Some of them are in our state. But most of, most importantly um, are the rules that 
that we give them as a department. Each department sort of picks um, what the rules are for their for how they're going to handle situations. Uh, we call them our either our rules and regulations or our policies and procedures. And it's very important for the officers to know them. And it's very important, obviously, for the officers to follow them. Um, much of the time, you don't really have to think about it. The rules are pretty, pretty, pretty common sense. Right? We don't make the rules too complicated for the officers. But, uh, you know, sometimes situations either get scary or tense or we don't deal with it very often. Uh, you know, we, we might have a situation that maybe we only have to do once or twice a year. And then it's hard to remember from the last time you did it exactly what you're supposed to do again. So we want our officers always to have the opportunity to go back and look at the rules anytime they want. Right? It's like playing Monopoly. Sometimes you have to take out the rules and look at them because, you know, you don't quite remember exactly what you're supposed to do when this happens. So, um, so we just want our officers to feel comfortable <clears throat> that they're always following the rules. What have you learned from the people with autism that you have met? So I have learned a lot from the people who I've met with autism. Um, I think so many of the people who I have met have such a great perspective on life. They're, they're happy so often. I think uh, many of the people who I've met with autism have just a, a, a great way of looking at the world. Um, you know, sometimes they obviously, they get upset and like everybody does, and sometimes they get sad like everybody does. But so many of the times that I've, I've been around people, um, you know, at the Nicholas Center and other places, uh, it, it's, it's just, it's fun. They're, they're there to have fun in life. And I think that's so important. And sometimes we, we forget that, how important it is just to have fun and to connect with people and to feel good about things. Um, but so many of the people who I've met who have autism definitely bring that, that positive energy every day. And it's, it's fun to be around. How would you like to see the system of the police force in Plumpment? impactful and positive changes to be more equal to everyone in the community? So I think, I think we're getting better at that. I think police officers everywhere and, and, and definitely here in Pleasantville, you know, sometimes, you know, like I said before, people come to us with problems and then it's our job to try to help them either to, either to help them solve their problem or help them figure out how they can solve their problem. Um, but unfortunately for a while, we weren't always good at seeing what came next, right? If you were calling about um, a certain situation, like, and we might be able to solve your problem for today, but maybe we didn't solve your problem for And maybe we didn't, um, we didn't recognize that the solution to today's problem caused another problem somewhere else down the line. So I think we're getting better, and, and, and we're trying to do this a lot here in Pleasantville, is not just solve today's problems, but maybe prevent tomorrow's problems too. Um, very good answer, I think. Um, I guess the last question would be, um, I personally want, 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 want to know about me, maybe. Um, I mean, I know the job is hard, but what is the favorite case that you've had? Like, what is a favorite, like, situation that you've had to, like, do? Like, a feel-good one. Yeah. Um, 
So we've had a couple. We've had a couple cases. We've had um, actually we had a case here probably about I guess going on close to a year ago, where uh, a man showed up in town, uh, and this kind of goes to all the training that we talked about before. A man showed up in town, and he didn't know where he was, and he didn't know. He didn't really have any information. He didn't have any identification on him, so we couldn't figure out who he was or where he was supposed to be. Um, he was a person with special needs, uh, and he he really just sort of appeared. He got, he got off a bus, and here he was. And he didn't. We didn't know where he lived. We didn't know who was looking for him. And we spent probably almost four hours trying to talk to him get to know him, um, get any kind of information from him as best we could. We called a lot of people who work with people with special needs. They didn't know who he was, and, and they tried to make him comfortable, and we, we just kept working on it. And then uh, one of our officers um, one of our officers actually remembered having seen him somewhere before. And we went back and we did some research, and we actually found out that he had been missing for a long time. He had been gone for, I think, about a week um, from his house. He had sort of wandered off and came to us. And so we were able to go through and figure out who he was and reunite him with his family. Uh, so that was, that was a, a lot of, there were a lot of good things that happened there. The officers did a great job staying with him and spending time with him. Um, the, the officer who realized, you know, where to look to find out who he was, all the people who we called and we worked with that day to keep him comfortable and keep him safe. Uh, and then obviously it's just a great thing when you can reunite uh, a family with their, their, their lost family member. It was, uh, that was, that was a good one. That one was nice. Uh, one more question before we close out. Do you know sure. all the uh, police departments like Glen Cove, Seacliff? So I know some people who work down there, like I don't know so many people in Long Island. I know a lot of people up here in Westchester. Um, I do know some people, and some po I, I know a little bit about the police departments in Long Island, but not not nearly as much as I do up here. So uh, thank you for coming. I'm coming on to 887 Randy. It was a pleasure meeting you. Um, thank you for all that you do for for uh, the uh, community of Pleasantville. Uh, and, and thank you, and thank and thank you for all you do for Spectrum Designs and the Nicholas Center. Yeah. Thank you for having us, Chief Eric. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Those were great questions. I really had a good time talking to you. I, I, I this was, this was a great. I just, I'll let you know. This is my first ever podcast. Well, uh, we hope. Well, well, uh, we hope you had 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 a good experience. Um, we will be right back. This is George, Fred, and Jason, the co-leaders of Speak, interrupting to say that we hope you're enjoying this episode, but please make sure to check out our new show, The Speak Podcast, another great show produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. New episodes available every two weeks on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Each Speak talk is about six to 10 minutes in length, and the talks are given in storytelling format. There are three key moments in each Speak talk. The moment of truth, the moment of transformation, and the moment of impact. 
we host pop-up events all over the world. And now, we're bringing our talks to your device. Join us on the Speak Podcast as our speakers step onto the stage and into the spotlight with impactful ideas and stories. We'll let you get back to the show you were listening to, another great podcast from Launchpad 516 Studios. You're listening to Agents of Humanity, presented by the Nicholas Center and produced by Launchpad 516 Studio. The conversation we had today was with the Chief of Police of Pleasantville. It was a very informative talk. I believe that uh, the police have, have a duty to uh, protect and help citizens when they need it, um, not always shoot first. Um, it's about helping our community, making sure the community is safe and and uh, and uh, well taken care of. Uh, I feel that they can get to know their community better. I guess go to like pub, 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 pub events. Um, the department has events with Spectrum in Westchester actually to uh, help the disabled students get to know them better, get um um know know that they're like there for them, stuff like that. So, what do you believe the police can do to create a safer society? I believe the police can help us by communicating with us. I believe they should help autism people by like by talking to them, like get maybe like getting to know them better. What happens if they're nonverbal? Maybe sign language. If the police see the nonverbal child, they can keep them in a quiet room so they can just calm down. Um, um, I guess learn his behaviors and see what he maybe likes to do. Maybe see what he responds to. Responds to like maybe like use hand gestures more than talking to him. Use hand gestures more, like if like there's a fire in the house, there's like a non-bro person there, like guide them. He spoke about like remember how like there was, he said like a there was some homeless person that like walked into the station. They like didn't they didn't uh, arrest him, but they like think he like they they helped him guide him home or something. Yeah, by helping him find his family, they helped him by like by trying to get getting to know him, talking, tell him where he lives. Police can help people by crossing the street, let people find their family, make a world a better place. Uh, I believe that the police have a duty to be trained in in learning how to best assist people with autism, whether whether they be verbal or nonverbal, how how to calm them down from panic, 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 panic attacks. Uh, make sure that everyone is safe. So that's what I feel. So you all have given very good answers on what um, I think the police should do. My personal opinion is that the police should be taught to talk to people more, not just go, 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 and guns blazing. I think they should talk more. Not yeah, Because not everything's a violent situation. They should like investigate what the situation is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm especially with I I'm getting American individuals in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, uh yep. my opinion is that most police are good but some need to be taught the right thing.
feel safe when they're like crossing guards on the street. So like, like basically, uh, sometimes like during construction, the police actually guide people around the construction site. Yeah. So like guiding cars around the right way to go around construction sites. How, how, how do you think the police can like bed, bed, better direct people in towns and stuff? In your community? Well, my community is good. Well, in my community, I see people on the streets that don't have a home. I was oh. just, I was just, mm. yeah, I was just thinking that we should have a shelter for the people. People, bingo. We don't. I don't want to see homeless people on the streets anymore. There are people too. They need help, like all of us. I feel safe at home because it's no fun having a, a being homeless with no food or water. That's right. And that's bad. That is bad. Uh, yeah, um, oh, um, overall, um, I feel that the, the police in Westchester in particular have really helped in, in, yeah, in, in individuals and they're what other police departments should, should, should aspire to be, I believe. Yeah. Yes, the police department should inspire to be more inclusive and helpful. Um, so <laughs> thank you all for listening, um, and we'll see you next time on 80, 80W Manity. So long. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, Chief. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. That sounds great. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Agents of Humanity is produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by George Andriopoulos. Our theme song, The Neverless Sea Pursuit, is by Bonnie Grace. Music and sound effects licensed through Epidemic Sound. Agents of Humanity is hosted with Podbean. This podcast is presented by the Nicholas Center, a human services agency that's revolutionizing the way autistic people learn, live, and work. Make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. Follow the Nicholas Center at the Nicholas Center on Facebook, at Nicholas Center on Instagram, and at Nicholas-Center on LinkedIn. Visit our website, tncnewyork.org, for more information, upcoming events, or to donate. Please make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Lunchpad 516 Studios.